Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. To my heart for the last three or four weeks, and um, I feel very strongly that this word as we receive it is going to totally change this church because of his word because of what his desire is I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 66 verse 8 and 9 Isaiah 66 verse 8 and 9 And I'm going to preach to you on the subject, travail before birthing. Travail before birthing. As you're turning there in your Bibles, um, I do know the importance of what God is wanting to speak and has already spoke. In travail... And I know that the enemy has tried to stop this message. I don't tell a lot of the battles that go on, but last night, all last night, um, there was a battle going on in my mind. And I kept seeing, and I know it was an attack of the enemy, but I just kept seeing the same picture, the same thing happening. And it was, it was almost like a, you ever pounded on something and did nothing? That's what it was doing. I felt like there was an attack of Satan. That it was trying to hold back this message. And matter of fact, and I will say this. I, I know a lot of times the devil speaks lies. But I know that the enemy kept telling me over and over in the middle of the night, you are a worthless pastor. And um, as this just kept going over and over in my mind, I just know that what the Word God is going to speak to us today, if we will so grasp a hold of it, it doesn't matter what kind of pastor I am or whatever. We can break through these barriers. The devil's a liar. And I know he wants to also say to us as a church, you're going to keep pounding and pounding and pounding and get nowhere and that we're all worthless in the work. That is such a lie because what God is going to speak, the devil wants to keep us away from this, so far away from it. And the devil wants us to think that it's worthless but I'm here to tell you, God has spoken that he loves us. He is here for us. And there is some things that are happening in the spirit realm that we don't even know of right now. But there's things happening that God is, God is doing a great work. We're going to see results of this. But the work of the church is tra- travail. 
before we can see the birthing of what God wants to do. Isaiah 66, verse 8 and 9. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? And listen to what it says here. For as soon as Zion travailed. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Verse 9, shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Question mark, saith the Lord. Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb? Saith thy God. The scripture and the words that I'm going to preach to you today that the Lord has laid on my heart is travail before birthing. Travail before birthing. You may be seated. There is something in the spirit realm that is wanting to be birthed. We have seen some birthings but not to the measure of what God wants to do in this church. But in order for that to happen, we know God is here. We know he loves us. We know he's here for us. But he wants us to understand that he is not stopping the birthing. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Saith the Lord, shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God? No. The Lord is wanting us to understand that we've got to enter into that, that atmosphere, all of us, not just part of us, but all of us, to where we travail to bring forth birthing. Because the purpose of the church must birth something. Or it doesn't fulfill God's purpose. We must bring forth birthing. And it's not just, you know, I know we talk about birthing of souls, but it, it covers a broad spectrum of prayers that we have prayed. It covers we need a birthing of souls. We need a birthing of miracles. We need a birthing of healing. We need a birthing in this church. It goes far beyond those things. We need a birthing of prodigals to be brought back into the house of God. We need birthing of peace. We need a birthing. I mean, the list goes on and on. We need a birthing of so many different things. We need a birthing of boldness. We need a birthing of uh, 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 of, of hunger for God. We need a birthing of God's spirit in greater measures. We need a birthing here in the house of the Lord and God wants us to fulfill that. He is not closing up the womb for it to not happen. He, he has purposed the church for there to be birthing. Children born to the kingdom of God, a birthing of miracles, a birthing of supernatural events, a birthing of, of souls being saved. 
church must birth something. We're not going to fulfill God's purpose. A little humorous thought, but yet it is a very serious thought that Lawrence Hausman spoke. He said, if nature had arranged that husbands and wives should have children alternately, like the woman have the child first and then the husband have the next child and the wife have the third child. He said, if nature had arranged that husbands and wives should have children alternately, there would never be more than three in a family. Because husbands would say, enough of this. And we would stop there. But really, in its humor, there is serious thought here. When you take that thought because uh, and understand it, some are not willing to go through the pain of childbearing. And on the same thought spiritually, some are not willing to go through the pain and the anguish and the travail and the struggle to be able to birth something in the house of God, but yet to just feel the presence of the Lord and be satisfied and happy with that. But we will not be bearing the miracles that God wants to bear, and we will not be doing the things that God wants us to do in birthing of souls and miracles and healings and deliverances and miraculous supernatural power if we don't travail. And I know that there is travailing going on, but it needs to be a whole church effort, not just two, not just three, not just five. It needs to come from all of the body of Christ. We must be willing to go through the pain and the travail of birthing a miracle in this church and fulfilling the purpose of the Lord. That's the reason sometimes births are limited and are scarce within God's church because some are willing, but some are not willing to take the effort to go and travail in pain and anguish until there is something birthed. It takes work. It takes effort. And God is calling us as a church to a place of travail so that something can be birthed in the plan of God in greater measures than what we have experienced. He has not closed up the womb. He has not stopped the birth process. It's still there. It's still all available. But it takes us to go to that point of travail. Before birthing, there must be a crying out. Before a, a mother gives forth birth, there is a crying out and the pain that comes along with that. Before the church can give forth birth, there must be a crying out in prayer, a desperation in prayer, an anguish, a feeling of bearing the pain of a lost soul or a life that needs a miracle or a healing within their body. Feeling the pain for others' needs is a part of what travail is all about. It's not just saying a word of prayer, but when we get into that birthing place, 
where we begin to cry out to the Lord in desperation. It might be a need for somebody else. It might be a need for somebody on the outside of the walls of this church that are right now in a point of committing suicide because they don't know where they can find the answers for their life today. And they're at the point of giving up, but yet we must, as a church body, feel their pain. We must feel their anguish. We must feel that desperation to find an answer. And when we feel that desperation and feel the needs and the pains of others and we begin to take on that pain and bear that pain, we're going to pray in a travail that will bring forth a birthing of a miracle. Travail means pain. Travail means to tremble. It means to writhe. It means to twist. It means to whirl about. It means to bear. It means to bring forth. It means to grieve. It means to shake. It means to wait anxiously. It means also to dance. It is a time of praying and feeling the pain and taking on the anguish of the needs of others. But it is also a dancing in faith rejoicing in the Lord that God has taken care of this need. What did Jesus do when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane? You know what he was doing? He was feeling the weight of sin and he was feeling the weight of the world and the needs of the world. He even wept. He even wept at times as he came to the tomb of Lazarus. But he also, at another event, looked over Jerusalem and he began to feel the pain there of their lives he began to feel that they are lost and don't know their way so when he went to the garden of Gethsemane before he ever went to the cross he went to that garden and he began to pray and cry out amen he began to cry out in intercession because what he was doing is he was bearing the pain he was bearing and trembling and writhing and and twisting and whirling about and he was bearing the struggles of all human beings in this world, uh, in the past, in the and that present time, and in the future where we're at today, he felt the weight of the world upon him. Amen. He was in travail. He began to bear it, uh, and he began to bring forth. Uh, he began to grieve. Uh, he began to shake. Uh, he wait. Uh, he waited anxiously, and he began to rejoice because, as he said, let this. A cup passed from me, but nevertheless, thy will be done. He took on that travail. He took on that prayer. Amen. Even in the book of Luke chapter 22 and verse 41 through 46, and he was withdrawn from them from a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. Verse 42 saying, Father, if thou wilt, uh, thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground and when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples 
He found them sleeping for sorrow and said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. He was praying with a fervency and an anguish and a desire to see every soul come to a place of repentance. He opened up the door for his blood to be shed upon the cross. Amen. He opened up the door to salvation for lives to be changed. But he was moved with agony there that day. This is a kind of prayer in travail that's not just a prefab prayer that we put together. This is not a prayer that's just the same old prayer over and over again. This is a prayer of travail where we feel the pain of the drug addict and this struggle that they're in that they can't get out of on their own. They need the help of God. This is a prayer of travail where we feel for the, for the alcoholic that is so bound by alcohol that they can't get loose from this demon that is attacking their lives. It's feeling their pain. It's standing in the gap. It's a place of intercession. It's a place of desire to see them set free. But we could feel the weight of the pain and the agony of their lives trying to find the answer. That's the kind of prayer that God is calling this church to. Amen. Jesus was the perfect example as He prayed as it were like great drops of blood falling to the ground. He was not praying a prefab prayer. He was praying a prayer that was flowing out of the very depths of His soul. He was in a birthing position. He was in a place to cry out to God to get a, or He is God in flesh, but He was crying out for that to happen in His life. And in those that are around him, he was God crying out. He was God that was praying that prayer to reach out and to touch. And he was praying with great drops of blood and anguish. You see, we must not find ourselves asleep as God's church. We must pray in anguish until landmark give birth in souls to salvation. Amen. Why is it that troubles and storms appear before revival? Why is it that struggles come before revival, before there's a great move of God? I tell you why it happens. It, it turns us to God in a birthing position where our focus is not on us. It's on the Almighty God. And it's on the Almighty need of a soul or a life that needs the Lord. In the book of Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2, the Bible says they gathered in the upper room. And I've, I've thought about this many times. We've got to understand that, that uh, what was happening here, they, were, you know, they went to an upper room. They were, they were uh, I'm sure, praying in the upper room like the Lord taught them to. I'm sure in the upper room they were worshiping, seeking God. But I think one of the things that we don't consider here is in the upper room, they had just lost Jesus. He was just crucified on the cross. So I know what they were going through was they were saddened. They were grieving in their heart. They were... They were confused because they were trying to find answers. They didn't know what to do. They were just simply being obedient to what the Lord told them. Go to Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. They were confused. They were messed up. They didn't understand. They were hurting in their heart just like we would be when someone is taken from us that we love so dearly. 
but they were in that place of a birthing position. They were in a place that they were desperate for answers. They were in a place that were desperate for God to come and minister. And what they were doing, I'm sure, in that upper room is they were grieving and they were agonizing and they were travailing in that place of, of an upper room together, 120 of them. But when they began to cry out to the Lord in their anguish and in their birthing position. What came out of that travail was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And what it says there in Acts chapter 2, that 3,000 souls were birthed at that point. It was because of travail. Amen. Jesus even explained to them what will take place he explained to them what would take place there in John 16, 17 through 22. He said, then some of his disciples among themselves, uh, what is this that he saith unto us? A little while, Jesus said, a little while. You, you will see me, and in a little while, you won't, or you won't see me, and in a little while, you will see me. They didn't understand what he was saying. He said, a little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, what is this that he saith? A little while? We don't understand this. We cannot tell what he saith. Verse 19, now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, ye shall see me. Verily, verily, verse 20, verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. You're going to weep and lament because you've lost me. And you won't see me. But the world's going to rejoice because they crucified me. But the world shall rejoice and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, she, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. What he was saying is there's going to come a time that I'm going to leave you through death. You're going to be sorrowful. The world's going to rejoice. But when you gather in that upper room, he didn't give the details of it, but when they were obedient to it, not understanding what was happening, but in their grief and their travail, Jesus appeared to them with his own spirit in the form of the Holy Ghost and began to minister to them, and they seen his handiwork. The wind of God blew upon that upper room, and they felt the power of God, and they began to rejoice because of the promise that the Lord had brought to them. Yeah, he was talking about the death, burial, and resurrection. Also talking about a little while and ye shall see me. The outpouring in the upper room. They went through the grieving. They went through the anguish of loss. But God rewarded them through the travail with joy. You see, God is calling Landmark to that birthing position. We must birth some things here in the house of God. 
God is calling to us to that place. Not just a few, but he's calling all of us as a body of Christ. In Isaiah 66, 7 and 9, Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man. Verse 7, A man-child who hath heard such a thing, who hath seen such things, shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause the bring, to bring forth and shut the womb, saith God? But notice here how quick the response was when they travailed in Zion. That, that rapid response of travail, for as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. As soon as we become, come into a place that travail is a part of our lives, to where travail and anguish and praying and intercession is a part of our walk with God, that it is a part of everything that we do. When that happens, uh, we're going to find a quick response from God. Because when there's travail in childbirth, uh, there comes forth a birthing. In the book of Psalms, chapter 30 and verse 5, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, that's travail, but joy cometh in the morning. Our part is enduring the pain and anguish and prayer. When we give birth to lead people to Christ, when we give birth to a miracle, birthing of healing and deliverance and setting people free through the power of the Spirit of God. We're going to see a quick response from God when we go to that point of travail. And God's calling this church to travail. Who is so fit to reach a new believer? Win them to the Lord than one that has anguished in prayer for them and feels their pain. Who is so fit to break through to the supernatural other than those that have been in prayer and seeking God in anguish for the need that is a, that has presented itself? Who is more fit to break through to a miracle or to a healing than those that can feel the pain and the struggle? Amen. Jesus was the perfect example. He showed us that He carried it upon Him and in His intercession and in His prayer He was crying out and he, he was reaching out through travail to bring forth a birth through His death, burial, resurrection. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for. For as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There is a time in intercession prayer. There is a time in travail. There is a time in, in anguish of crying out to God for deliverance. We find that there is moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. But it comes through the Spirit. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Isaiah 54, 1 through 3 says, Sing, O barren thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, Thou that didst not travail with child. 
But listen to what it says here. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. What does that say? It says, we look at it, those that bearing children are birthing. But to the desperate, to the desperate, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord, because they're desperate in travail and in anguish and needing a birthing, crying out. And it goes on, verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. The desperate will see a breakthrough. The travail will bring forth a breakthrough and a birthing. There is a birthing process that is a part of the church. It's not changed. God has not removed it. God has not separated it from us. But to the desperate, the reason why it's there's more, there are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife because they're focused upon the need. And the desperation of birthing a child. Which needs to be a continual purpose of the church. The church needs to be so desperate to birth a child in the kingdom of God. Or to birth a miracle. Or birth a healing. Or birth an answer to prayer. That we begin to, as the meaning of the word travail after we went through the pain and we carried the grief and the anguish we began to dance and expand our rooms for expansion because we're believing in the power of what God says saving of souls let the church prevail or travail travail Brian Kenzie, pastors in Pensacola, Florida, he preached our, our conference this year. I didn't know that he was going to preach on this, and I wasn't there at the service, but the Lord had been dealing with me about travail. And um, I believe it was on Thursday night, he preached a message, and he was talking about travailing, and in your church, the power of travail. And Brother Kinsey uh, said that his, in that sermon that Brother Mangan taught him that when you have a need in a church, whatever it is, and you need a birthing or a breakthrough, he taught him that you've got to get desperate. You got to get to a point where you call the church to the birthing position. 
that place where you get so desperate you're not going to be satisfied without an answer. So in this, Brother Kenzie said that he calls the church in Pensacola, Florida to travail when there's a desperate need. And when he calls them to that point of birthing and travail, he said the congregation as a whole gets, they get their arms and they wrap their arms around themselves like this. And they begin to cry out to God in desperation for that need. And they begin to travail and they begin to carry that burden across their arms over their heart and pray in anguish. Just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's nothing magical about the way you put your arms or whatever, but I believe what's powerful about it is it brings us into that point of forgetting about ourselves and crying out to the Lord with desperation, with an intensity and focus and intercession and travail for that need. And they began to cry out to God. And he said, every time, every time, they got in that birthing position as a church body. He said, every time God comes through and something is birthed. Salvation, souls one to the Lord, miracles, healing, deliverance. But the powerful thing about it is they get beside themselves and pray, carrying the weight of the need upon themselves. Carrying the anguish of those that are in need. Carrying the anguish of the sinner. Carrying the anguish of those that are sick. Carrying the anguish of those that are hurting and need deliverance. Crying out to God. And in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you be healed. But then listen to what it says in the latter half of that scripture. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I've been praying to the Lord this last month or so, saying, God, we have prayed prayers, and I believe that you're going to answer them. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind it's not going to answer them. But I've been asking God, God, why are we not seeing the results now? We have prayed and we believed and we trust you and we'll never stop trusting you and we'll never stop having faith in you for these prayers that we prayed. But what about our answered prayers? What about our touch? What about our prayers blessing this congregation where we can rejoice over those miracles? We've seen some, but we haven't seen enough. God wants to do so much more. But I know that God is bringing our hearts to a point of understanding that if we travail, 
the delivery response as it was in the book of Isaiah chapter 66. When Zion travailed, there was a birthing. Soon it was a birthing. It began to take place. You see, that's where God is calling us to as a church body. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. As soon as Landmark travails, she will bring forth children. As soon as Landmark travails, she'll bring forth miracles. As soon as Landmark prevails, she's going to bring forth a birthing of healing and deliverance. Amen. And prodigals being saved. We're seeing it. But God wants to do so much more. It's not a waiting process. But when we get into that birthing position in prayer, we get, begin to carry the weight of the struggle of the sinner that is trying to find their way and when we carry the weight of the miracle that needs to be done and that soul is reaching out trying to find answers and we're carrying that weight of heaviness upon us and praying as of it was great drops of blood and we're carrying that in intercession and we're praying and seeking God soon landmark and travail will bring forth children and there will be a birthing like we've not ever seen before. God's calling us to that place. He's calling us to get a, 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 an atmosphere of travail. He's calling us to get an atmosphere of praying and seeking God that when we call on the church body to travail for a need that God brings forth soon a birthing at that point of travail. Landmark, let's travail until we give birth to our revival. Let's travail and pray and anguish until we get our miracle. Let's pray and travail until we get our healing, until we get our harvest. God is calling us to that point and in the response of the birthing it is dependent upon our travail and crying out to God. Amen. But God is calling us to that point. I believe that this service was set up by God. I believe that God is wanting to make this a turning point for all of us. We want more than anything else to see souls saved. We want more than anything else for miracles to take place. We want more than anything else for us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and God do a quick work because we don't have much time. God's coming but having we got to have individuals in this church as a body together praying and, and sacrificing, amen, and going through the pain. Because when we go through the pain of travail and prayer, you know, that might be a, a struggle for a period of time, but the Bible says joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning time. It could also mean it could come in the morning of crying out to God and prevailing and travailing in that time of carrying those weights just like Jesus did. He did say, take up your cross and follow me. We're carrying the cross for other people. We're carrying the cross for our families. We're carrying the cross for our friends. We're carrying the cross for, for this country. We're carrying the cross for this world to see God. Amen. But nobody can travail like those that are desperate. Nobody. 
can travail like those that are desperate. I'd like to ask us to stand here today. We're not going to have any music, but we're going to have a time of getting a hold of God so we can see some birthing. We're desperate. We got some desperate needs here in the house of God. We have some desperate needs for souls to be one to the Lord. We have some desperate needs for healing. We had some desperate needs for miracles. We have some desperate needs for revival. Bethalto, East Alton, Wood River, Edwardsville, Alton, all around here, St. Louis. There's some desperate needs for miracles and a birthing of a miracle so people can find God. There is a desperate need for a revival that will set this area free. Amen. There's a desperate need for homes right now out here that need answers. They need God is the answer. God's calling this church to that point of prayer. We've got to enter into that place of travail, and it's not just for this Sunday service. It's something that we walk in and we live in. We, we breathe. We, we seek God in. We need this place of prayer set up so that we travail for the needs that we have. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Sister Burke if she would come. Stand up here. And I would like, as she gets in that position to bring forth a birth, that we would do the same thing. She has a burden for this church. I'd like for you to stand up here in front of this pulpit. And I want, us, I want you to turn and face the congregation. I want you to get in that place of anguish and grab your heart with your arms. And I'd like for this church to join in with her. She's going to pray and she's going to carry that burden right now. Let's get into the birthing position. And let's pray for the people of this church that lives would be changed. Hallelujah. Cry out today. Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every knee, God, I pray. I pray for every soul, God, who seen the loss of loved ones. God and people in our church are hurting. God, fathers that have passed away, brothers that have passed away. God, I pray right now that you will cover this congregation, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Oh, we feel the weight, God. We feel the heaviness. We feel the burden. We feel the struggle, God, of every soul today. I pray, God, that you will lift them. I pray that you will birth something in every soul that is hurting right now, connected with this church body, that they will feel the peace of God, that they will feel the love of God, that they will feel the strength of God in their lives. Spirit move upon this church congregation.
Hallelujah. 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 I'd like for Sister Burke to remain up here. Brother Luke and Sister Amanda, I would like for you to come up and join her. Amen. If you'd come up. They have a need in their family. I want us to I want us to feel and carry the weight and the burden and travail and intercession for Colin today. Amen. I want you to turn the congregation. We're going to birth something here. Church, I want you to get in the birthing position for this family. Amen. Rachel, Quentin, won't you come up also? Let's let's want you up here too. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that there's a birthing of a miracle here. Let's get in that birthing position right now in Jesus' name. Oh God. Hallelujah. 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 There's nobody can pray for that miracle greater than the one that needs the miracle. Hallelujah. We pray, God, today. We carry the weight right now. We carry that heavy burden. said as soon as Zion travails they will bring forth children it's our miracle God as a church body and for this precious family in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah 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 amen amen sister Lonnie and sister Juwan I want you to come up and stand right here Hallelujah. Amen. They're going to pray, and they have been travailing and praying over souls in this community. And I want them to begin to cry out and travail, and we're going to travail with them. Let's get in that birthing position today in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. We pray for souls. We pray. Can you feel the weight of sin from their lives? Can you feel the hurt? Can you feel the pain of the soul that is lost? Can you feel it today? We travail for them. In Jesus' name, we intercede for them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Ron, would you come and stand over here? Brother Ron Ayers, I, I need for you to stand here and travail as we travail with you for prodigals. Amen. We're going to travail for prodigals today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you feel the weight? Can you feel the cry? Oh God, we travail right now in the name of Jesus.
it's our revival. It's our miracle. It's our healing. It's our harvest. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. And in travail, there is a rejoicing time. I'd like for us to lift our hands to the Lord and rejoice. We're giving our, our, our faith to the Lord today. We're telling Him we trust in Him today. Hallelujah. We dance before you rejoicing. God, in the power of a birthing, in the power of a birthing right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. It's our miracle. It's our revival. It's ours, God. It's our harvest. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is birthing something right now. Amen. In Jesus' name. There is a child coming forth. In Jesus' name. God, we stand upon your word. As soon as Zion prevails, she brings forth children. Yes. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you feel the anguish? Can you feel the pain? Can you feel the suffering of those we're interceding for today? Oh, a birthing's taking place. We rejoice in you, God. We rejoice in you, God. We rejoice in you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This just cannot be just for this service. This cannot be just for September the 12th on a Sunday. This can't be just for this service. This needs to be a habit of landmark this is need it needs to be a practice it needs to be the craving of our heart when we pray amen pentecostals are known for fiery prayers and fiery preaching amen pentecostals it's for us to travail in anguish for the birthing of a child in Jesus name amen monday nights our prayer meeting every monday night here at the church, 6 o'clock, if you want to come. What's that? 6 o'clock, if you want to come and join. There's going to be some travail that's going on in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. But in your own personal prayer life, in your home, when you pray, travail, cry out names before the Lord. 
feel their pain, feel their weight, feel the suffering, feel the heavy weights upon their lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Sister Burke, I feel like you got something to say here. Amen. Amen. We'd like for you to come and say it in Jesus' name. As Pastor has said, it doesn't stop here. And no one can pray for those who are closest to you the way that you can pray for them. We may call their name out and believe and pray, but it will be very easy for you to go into travail for that person because they're so close to your heart. We have prayed for souls and we are going to see a difference we prayed for prodigals and we are going to see them come home. All of these years of us calling out prodigals' names to the Lord, he has heard. And, uh, but we're going to continue to travail in that. But I feel today that we need to travail for the finances of this church. Um, for the last close to a year, I have took that over again because Sister Lindsay and them were preparing to leave. And uh, we need a financial miracle. We can look around and we can see things that aren't done and wonder why they're not done. But that is the reason they're not done because the money has not been there. But we have a God that can cause a Toyota accelerator to stick and crash into a sign and we come out with $10,000. Nothing is too hard for God. So I want us right now to begin to call on the name of the Lord. We need 50,000. What do we need? But the sign, another 30, 20. So how much do we need? 75,000, whatever. It doesn't matter what we ask for because he's, he's very uh, detailed. 100,000. Can we one more time stand? And can we begin to ask the Lord to provide for his church. Can we do that in the name of Jesus? God, this is your church. And you see the need, God, even before we bring it to you. So we are asking today, God. We, God, are asking that you would step in. Lord, that you would provide the funding that we need for every part of this building, every part of the parking lot, and everything that we have need of, God. We are asking in the name of Jesus. 
And we are believing you right now, God. We come before you, God, in desperation. We can't make it happen, but you can make it happen, God. So we come to you with this need today, God, asking you to intervene, Lord, that you would send the money, God. You would give us the money, God, that we need, all the finances that we need for these things for your house so it can be the best house for you for this community God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for hearing us, God. Thank you for answering, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we continue to travail over this matter in particular, you might not feel a lot of emotion when it comes to finance. But if you can ask the Lord to let you feel the burden that is on this man because of these needs. Is it his church? No. But he feels very responsible that these things be done. And it's been a heavy weight on him. So ask the Lord to help you feel that weight. And then it'll be easy to travail. We're all doing our part, aren't we, financially? And God is going to take care of the rest. And if he moves on you to do a little bit more, just listen. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, what comes out of that's going to be awesome. But he's going to provide. Amen, amen. Don't forget our announcements. Um, tomorrow night is our scheduled uh, prayer for the whole church at 6 o'clock. 6.30 is our leadership meeting downstairs. We're going to come and travail tomorrow, right? <laughs>